How about that? We're back. It's another episode. We're here again. Everything sounds good. Does it? Yeah, in my headphones it does. How are you? I'm okay. Who are you? Who am I? Uh, my name's Mark Cheggett, and I'm a dad of twin boy toddlers. Well, that's good. My name's Adam Flaherty, and I am a father of two daughters, six years old and three years old, and we like to say that Modern Dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. Living in the moment is a thing. Dads, we have a cool announcement for you. So on March 7th, Mark and I are going to be representing Modern Dadhood at a 30th anniversary screening of the first live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. It's going to be taking place at 3S Art Space here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah, not only are we so stoked for the movie because it's completely badass, but Adam and I are also moderating an interview slash Q&A with one of the original Turtles comic artists, Steve Levine. If you live in the Northeast, you can grab tickets at 3sarts.org, and if you don't, we'll film the Q&A and make it available for you guys after. My wife brought up something to me the other day. She said, have you interviewed only people that have daughters? And I had to think for a second, and it's not true because a couple of our guests have had, have had boys. Yeah. Justin's got Otto. Mm -hmm. Terry's got two boys. Oh, that's true. I had forgotten about that. Where's the point where you cross from boy to man? I feel like a boy still. Isn't it 18? Isn't that, isn't that, (laughs) that's what the, that's what the army says. I have a feeling this is going to be a good conversation. So why don't we get right into the topic of today's episode? Let's do it. Lead the way. I don't know if you know this about me, but. I'm a bit of a jokester. Did you know this? Hold the phone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I like a good prank. For example, you know, at work, I like um, I like hiding on people, jumping I've, out of people, scaring people. I feel like there was a story you told me very recently about hiding under your desk and, and waiting for a person to enter your room. Oh, yeah. I me- messaged uh, I messaged Lucas the other day and I mm. said, Lucas, I have a question. Come into my office. And I did have a legitimate question, but he came in eventually and there I was under my desk and he went right up to my desk and his legs were like, you know, six inches from my face. I didn't touch. I wasn't going to touch. You're not a crazy person. But I said, Lucas. <laughs> And I, and I could like almost hear the, the hairs on his, the back of his neck stand up. <laughs> it was awesome. You're a bad person. Uh, yeah. You're I, a bad person for that. I'll own that. That's fine. I love doing that stuff to my girls too. So they're six years old and three years old and I love scaring them. You know, I will creep up silently and scare them. I'll do the same thing with my wife. If we're getting ready for bed, she's brushing her teeth. I'll go into our room and I'll arrange pillows in the bed so that she thinks I'm there. And then (laughs) that's classic. Yeah. Right. And then I'll jump out from the other side of the room and and terrify her. And it's now to the point where (laughs) when I do it, she half the time I'm actually in the bed, half the time I'm somewhere else in the room. I, I think it's, it's, it's fun. Perhaps a little bit immature. I can't do that because I joked once with like something that would be, I don't know, considered maybe scary, frightening. And this was soon after the film The Grudge came out. Uh, That's good. <laughs> See, my, my wife won't listen to this episode now, by the way. But th- this is twice that The Grudge has come up in this podcast. But 
I left a voicemail. It was a short-sighted thing that I did. I thought this would be funny because she was terrified when we watched the movie. Let me leave the voicemail. That was in, I don't know, when did The Grudge come out? 2004, 2005? I haven't joked since with that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. And that's why I'm still married to this day. So I know better, but that's, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I envy you a little bit. I'm so driven by those screams of terror followed by the like laughter. It's not just about jumping out though. I mean, I, I just, I love goofing around with my kids. I love that we have a really playful relationship. There's and fun there. There's fun there. That's, that's being had. So when my six year old daughter turns that on me, you know, I'm, doing something in the kitchen and she creeps up and truly, truly gets me. I can't possibly be upset with her. I have to give her a high five and give her props because she's, she's learned it from me. The prank E has become the pranker. And that's, that's what, that's a natural evolution is, isn't it? Today's guest, I would say that he's a personal friend. He is a well-respected figure in the community, also a father of two now grown children who, uh, from what I know of them, are responsible adults now. And Mark, I don't know if you know this, but you are in the presence of kind of a legend. Of greatness. I can actually feel it in the room. You're in the presence of somebody who's been roasted. I didn't know that. Yeah, the roast and toast of Greg Kretschmar. Did you not? You didn't know this. I didn't know that. Where have you been? Where I'm do you not, live? Epping? Not. From, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We've got listeners in Epping. I know personally at least one of them. So I'm really excited to welcome Greg Kretschmar to the show. Thank you for your willingness to come on and chat with us about being a dad. Glad to be here, man. I'm a fan of the podcast. That's amazing. To nicely hear. done. Nicely done, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. So anyone here in New England will know you and is already going to be familiar with you and your family. But for the modern dadhood listeners around the country, around the world, Greg, for 35 years now, has hosted a radio program here in New England. You've developed such a devoted following. Dads who are listening can actually listen to the show using the iHeartRadio app on your phone. Just search for Greg in the Morning Buzz. Coincidentally, Modern Dadhood just appeared on iHeartRadio as well. I don't know if you pulled any strings to make that happen the day you before do? you appeared on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. What I did no you idea. do? <laughs> uh, but maybe even folks are using the app right now to listen to this episode. So it's a, it's very cool. And I would encourage the listeners to check out Greg in the Morning Buzz. It's Thank an you. amazing show. So Greg, paint us a picture of, of your family. Um, well, my, uh, my wife, Valerie, and I have been married going, I think it's going on 28 years, and uh, we have two kids. Uh, Caitlin is the oldest. She's 26. Uh, she's a nurse. And uh, my son, Tyler, is 25, who is uh, a grad student out of Bowling Green University in the athletic training program. So I was talking to my son on my way over here, and I listened to your podcast, and you're talking about what you're going through with your younger children. And it seems like yesterday when I was right in the same oh. spot as you guys are, you know. It goes fast. It goes really fast. You, have, is, you don't know yet. You will. And every all the things that people tell you that, you know, about being a parent and all that stuff, and you kind of brush it aside because what do they know? They actually do. They actually do know. And things tend to go faster the older they get. So the, the, the roller coaster ride doesn't slow down. It's amazing how quickly you do realize that, oh, my God, they weren't kidding. 
when yeah. you were the you, cause there's so much leading up to it and there's so much opportunity that people take. And, and I appreciate this at the time I may have been a little bit like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard a hundred people say exactly what you just said, but they're saying it for a reason, right? you know? And yeah, you find out really, really quickly that, wow, everything that these people warned me of is, is totally true. It, yeah. it, things go by so fast, you know? And, and yeah, I, uh, anybody that's out there that, that, that is pregnant right now, you pay attention. <laughs> you listen to these people when they talk right, to you. You're right. So I know from listening to the show for a long time, I, I have a pretty good idea of your family dynamic. But for people who don't know you, talk about um, when your kids were growing up, the different ways that you might interact with your kids than Valerie might have interacted with your kids. Um, it's it's interesting because there are definite, like what you said earlier about you and your wife being totally different. Uh, my wife and I are very different, but at the same time, very unified. I'm older than both of you. You know, I'm 58 years old. So I come from a, a background that was probably a little bit more old school. And I kind of mix the old school attitudes with, you know, a newer sort of looser uh, attitude. But when, you know, when it came time to you know, lay the law down or whatever, or, or establish the boundaries. That was, you know, that's what I, what I did. Valerie was the, the caretaker and, um, she's in on every detail and I'm kind of the support system, but if they got out of line, I was, I was the guy that had to, <laughs> had to fix that. Not that Valerie didn't. So it was, it was definitely a, a, a partnership. It was a 50, 50 thing. Did you enjoy raising hell with them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I did a lot of that uh, kind of stuff. I was the goofy dad. I kind of embraced that that role. And you talked about pranking and scaring. I did that to my daughter and her friends like all the time. It was just fun, you know. You 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 didn't want to try and see how far I'd go because mm-hmm. I would out I would outdo whatever <laughs> it is you thought. Yeah. You know, if if you <laughs> if you thought I was embarrassing you by walking down the aisle in Walmart with you, I'll show you how I, how I embarrass you. Yeah. I'm that guy. Don't tempt me. I am that guy. You know, when they're 15, you can't, there's nothing you as a dad can do right. And you better just get used to it because oh, it's coming. And it, let me just tell you something. It's harder than you think because as dads, we're not supposed to say how hard it is. We're mm-hmm. just supposed to suck it up and rah, rah, rah. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, it is not easy because it's something you can't understand as a male, right? And it's a real thing. I mean, all kinds of stuff's going on and crazy, you know, hormones and stuff. And you just kind of ride the wave as best you can. And so we were walking through a Walmart once and, uh, uh, she said, you know, dad, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, embarrass you. I took my shirt. I lifted it over my belly. I stuck my belly out as far as I could. I threw my arms out like I was a muscle guy. And I started yelling, where the muscle milk? Where the muscle milk? And her face just was, was crimson. How could you, it was, and I How didn't could you stop. possibly be embarrassed by And this? I didn't this stop. I was like, I'm looking for the muscle milk. And we rounded the corner. Swear to God, Summersworth Walmart rounded the corner. And there's a display of muscle milk. And there's a guy in a tank top with a Gold's Gym tank of up. Of course. Please, oh. please tell me there was a high five Swear that happened God. between there, these No, you there, two. Was, there was oh. none of that. It was, oh, it was like, I look, this guy's going to snap me in half. <laughs> and Caitlin was horrified. It was one of my proudest moments. That's actually. amazing. That's yeah. Fantastic. That's you know, phenomenal. That's so but that's how you, you know, like that's when you talked about pranks and do it. So that's the kind of thing that I will do, you know, and I, she still remembers it to this day. I thought it was hilarious, but it just. Does she look fondly back at that though now? Yeah. It, she's you, 20. What are you she's 26. She's 26. One of the great things that happens is when you start to see them value those things. And it really, I got to tell you, I'm an emotional guy. I cry at the drop of a hat, you know, and I know you guys talked about that in one of the previous podcasts and I'm, I'm definitely emotional. They kind of make fun of me because I'm so emotional, but little things like that, when they bring it up, 
you know, it's kind of like, yeah, that's because it's special to me. That's huge. Yeah, a, tur- huge. a turning point between dad, you're embarrassing me and to realizing right. how amazing that is to have a, a really value. I mean, there's no yeah. value that you can place on that type of memory. There's nothing Caitlin likes better than popping in the DVDs of the home movies uh, that we took when they were little. Hmm. And you just sit there and you go, wow, I love that she loves to watch them. And I could sit there and watch them and I, I could say to her, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. I was sitting on the floor and my legs were crossed and I had the video camera and she was crawling over to me. And I remember, and I thought, this is the best day of my life. And that's what I was thinking as a dad, as that was happening. I honestly remember thinking that. And here we are watching it together. Now, I didn't say that's what I thought, yeah. but that's just how I remember it. You remember those moments and the fact that they love them, oh, that's awesome. Was it hard when they were growing up to switch roles between the being really playful and then being a disciplinarian? Um, that was dictated by them. Interesting. Really, that's, that's, that, that whole thing is dictated by them. I, we kind of raised them um, with the attitude that um, you're the one that, that, that calls the shots. Like, we have the rules, but how, the benefits that you get and the liberties that you will get are a direct result of how you behave. God, that stuff terrifies me because I can remember being that age and being faced with that conversation from the kid's perspective where my parents are like, you got to understand the consequences. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't understand any of this right now. And I'm trying to figure it all out. I, it, I feel like I can still feel what that felt like from that kid's perspective, kid being a teenager. We are different. Our generations are different. You guys are different. I'm different. But we are different than our collective parents because mm. we have two roles friend and dad. Like our dads mm. weren't there to be our friends. Mm-hmm. There was no, like we want to be friends with our kids. I want to be friends with our kids. I love hanging out. I love having conversations, joking around with them. But um, there's a time that I'm there to be your dad first and always. That's, that's the thing. I would say, I'm not here to be your friend. I want to be, but I'm here to be your dad. And that means I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear sometimes. And I'm going to, I'm going to say the things that you need to hear that maybe no one else will tell you. So I've got this problem where, um, here, here's a, here's an example. The other night I was putting my six-year-old daughter to bed and, you know, I read a couple books to her and then, and lay with her and she'll fall asleep pretty quickly. It's not like I'm, I'm in there for a long time, but she's now starting to read herself, which right. is amazing. And so she wants to read a book to me. And so she's reading to me and I can't help myself. I, my, my finger comes out and she's reading to me and I slowly move it towards her and poke her, you know, and and it makes her laugh and she (laughs) loves it. Right. And then I, and you know, it interrupts her reading. And so I have to apologize. And then she goes back to reading again and she's reading a few words and then my finger comes out like this and it sort of slowly moves and it just becomes this thing. We get into this groove where like we're both laughing hysterically about it and and it's so stupid and she wants me to do it. Right. But eventually I need to stop because she needs to finish her books. She can go to bed. We can turn up the lights and stuff. Daddy's got to go to bed. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Cause I'm exhausted as well. Right. But sometimes I can't help myself. Yeah. So she finishes her book and we've calmed ourselves down and take a nice deep breath and we're relaxing, getting ready for sleep. And I still can't help doing it again because I so yearn for like that, that like laughter. Cause it's like, it's enjoyable for me too, but I love hearing her laugh like that. That like true belly mm-hmm. laugh is so satisfying. How can I possibly like be the one who also has to say, we got to stop doing this, (laughs) but I, when I can't help it myself, what time's bedtime? I don't know. Eight o'clock. Okay. Well, what about just saying like, look, if we start reading a book at seven 30, 
we have to stop at eight. Yeah. And it's going to take a couple of times of you getting up and saying we're done. And she's not going to like it. I know. You know. And it's not even her fault. It's I know. my own fucking fault. Like, Cause <laughs> I, I can't stop goofing around. You <laughs> monster. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And when you're having those moments and you're just feeling like I'm in parenthood, you know, bliss, it doesn't get better than this. That's the moments where I'm like, you know what, if we're up an extra 20 or 30 minutes because we're goofing around and making each other laugh, like that, yeah. that's what life's all about, right? right. It's like having those moments of mm-hmm. shared laughter and enjoyment. So who cares? You're right. But, but real life will catch up to you at some point and you have to be okay with that when that happens and go, look, dad's got a dad's got eight o'clock. We're cutting it off tonight because I can't do it. You know, that's how I was anyway, you know. I think what I just struggle with and feel guilty about is, is inconsistency. You know, if I'm, if I had a tough day at work and I come home and I'm all stressed out about whatever, and that changes how I interact with my children or that I discipline them more because it's just a side effect of having a shitty day, you know, I, I, I don't feel like they deserve that, you know? In a perfect world, you, you'll be consistent, but you don't live in a perfect world, you know? And a lot of times the way the way you react to your children is also uh, a reaction to to the the environment. You know, your week, your work week, and the the older they get and the busier you get as a, as a dad and a, at work, that's going to make it easier to be consistent because you have to be. You know, so it, that kind of grows as the kids grow. The need for consistency will will be easier for you. You told me a story a little while back uh, about your son Tyler, and he was he wasn't. I don't remember how old he was at the time. Maybe you can refresh me, but he, he pulled some kind of prank on you. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I do. I do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe I should just let it's you a tell spot. it. <laughs> oh, I really only brought you in here to, to open up wounds no, you know, it's, that it's, have healed. I was the, I, I kind of joked around with them and, you know, I did, I did more of the voices type stuff, you know, like goofy voices, you know, Oh my God, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and, and sometimes the the difficult part of being that dad is, uh, being on the receiving end of it, you know, and, and and 90%, 95, 99% of the time it's funny and you roll with it because you created it. Right. And, uh, this one day, uh, it was father's day and, uh, we were sitting outside on the deck by the pool, beautiful day. We had um, we had drinks, uh, and I don't normally drink, but I, I was having a drink with them, and the, we were sitting there at the, at the table, and and my daughter was across from me, and she was she picked up her phone, and I didn't know at the time, but she was recording, and Tyler went in the house, and he came back out around where I was at the table, and he stood behind me. Now this is Father's Day. This right? is a video. She's recording. She, yeah, I didn't know she's, she's doing a video. I thought oh. she was doing a text, but she's doing oh. a video. At the what time. is up? And uh, Tyler went around behind me, and I didn't really think much about it. And all of a sudden, I looked up at her, and she had a smile on her face. And just <laughs> then, there was an egg that cracked on my head. <gasps> and the, the yoke, you know, and I, and I sat there because the comedy me uh-huh. took the hit. <laughs> I knew, and I sat there, and I didn't move my face, uh-huh. and I didn't react because that's funny. That's what you do. You take the hit. Yeah. Then I, instantly, I got, I got angry. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's Father's Day yeah. for Christ's sake. And that's and I I bottled it up and I didn't say anything. I made a choice to bottle it up, which it ruined the day for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta be honest, I gotta own it. And trust me, they know. We've talked about it. And it was one of those things where 
because we created that sort of playful joke around relationship. I just, it was one of those moments. And I think the reason it, it got me was because I was really appreciating the day. Look, I don't need to be feted or any of that, that nonsense. I just, it was us together, like you said, enjoying the moment. It was awesome. And I was appreciating that when that happened. And I just, it hit me wrong. And I, maybe I reacted wrong. Maybe I was out of line. I don't know. But I was just like, the one day, the one day to not do that is this day. And that caused a lot of stress for me hmm. because I had created that monster. Yeah, right. So that's the moment where you have to say, that's my influence that right. caused that. They just were doing it to be funny. Wow. But it was, it bothered me a lot. So what does Tyler say about that now when you talk about it? <laughs> we, we, we talked about it tonight. You did? Oh, my God. Like on a drive here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, what are you doing? I told him we were going to talk. And I said, yeah. I said, do we do pranks? And I was asking, and he said, you know, yeah, the only the one I did on you didn't, didn't come out so well. Didn't go over it all that well, no, it, yeah. It was, I, I will own kind of maybe reacting badly and thinking about it in the wrong way. But I also stand by my point mm -hmm. that on that day probably wasn't a good day to do it. In some twisted way, is it possible that, Tyler was thinking, he's gonna, he's actually, he's gonna love this. Well, he must. He's gonna yeah. appreciate. He must oh, have yeah. thought that you were there was gonna be yeah. uproarious yeah. This, laughter. This is this is me showing my my respect in in a certain way. Maybe I, and, and don't you get know? me wrong. There, what's weird is is they're not their kids. They're very respectful. Yeah, they're they're, they're very respectful. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I, that doesn't happen. You know, yeah. that kind of thing doesn't happen very often. But it was. Yeah, man, boy, oh, I tell you that that was that was hard to deal with, and I feel I feel bad. I feel I feel bad about how badly I felt. I but feel see, like stupid because I felt. But so see, badly. that's that's the thing. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, in this moment right now, where I still am, I can see both sides of it. Yeah, and I can see how. I bet you he thought that this was going to go over really well, and he was going to be like, "That was a good mm. one, son," and I respect you even more for yeah. that. But I can totally see just being like, "Are you?" That from your perspective at the time, are you, you gotta be kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for better today? or worse, yeah, right, you right. will move, you'll, you will just by the nature of yeah. how things I've work. I've never told move, this story publicly, by the way. Oh, either, God. Too. <laughs> you will move farther and farther away from that and yeah. be, be able to only yeah. see it and, from Greg's and perspective. Being, and, being, and it's like, and that's the, that's the real rub, isn't it? That he's not going to fully understand that perspective until he gets there. He, and there's he, no way for you to, to get him to see it until, until the time comes. When he heard, mind, mind you, he was, he was an adult. And this gets back to the line of dad versus friend, because that was a friend. That was a friend mode. Totally. Right. On dad's day. Like, and look, I, again, I'm not the guy that whines about like, I didn't get any of That's not how it is. But I was enjoying the moment so much. It just was, I wasn't ready for it. It totally, yeah, it totally threw me. And once we talked about it and they, I think they, they saw my point of view, my perspective, they still thought it was funny. That's, that's one of the things you, you create and you mold this human being who is going to be way more like you than you think. They're going to pick up little things about you. They're going to pick up the mannerisms and the way, and the way you treat other people. And there are parts of it that are going to come back and bite you in the behind.
one of the things that I love about this show is that we can have conversations with people who can impart some wisdom and share some experiences that that we can use to shape our our own parenting. So thank you for for being here and for your willingness to, again to participate. I think very highly of you. I respect you a lot. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. This conversation has been very insightful. Well, thank you very much. I, I enjoy what you guys do. I think it's really, uh, I think it's a great resource for dads, not not just dads that are new dads either, because perspective is something that you can always use. Other perspectives are something you can always use. So thank you very much for what you do. Greg Kretschmar, thank you so much. And we hope to have, maybe you can come back again after we've got some more episodes under our belt and impart some more wisdom. Yeah. Love to. Mark, know what we haven't done in a while? Thumb wrestle? We have not thumb wrestled. Yeah. Best six out of ten. Yeah, best six out of six out of ten. And we'll just we'll just let it record. And everyone who's listening is just gonna have to wait. Unfortunately, it's kind of more or less silent. Mm-hmm. No, what we haven't done in a while is uh did I just say that out loud? Did I just say that out loud? And I understand that you have a good one to share with the dads. I do. I do, and I'm gonna share it. So my kids started daycare recently. And, um, I think like, as you do, you kind of get the daycare plague and, uh, our family got hit pretty hard by it. It's relentless. We, we just, our kids brought home some weird cough that manifested in to all sorts of different things. And there's been sinus infections and conjunctivitis and respiratory infections Ugh. and piles of, of used tissues on every surface. And just a sort of a haze hovering, but four to six inches above the floor in every room in the house. It's just been terrible. You walk into the house and you can see it. Yeah. It was, it's like sickness lives here. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our whole lives is just like that, that message from Oregon trail when that was like, you have died of dysentery. Do you want to continue? <laughs> no. Um, and it occurred to me during this period of time that it is really hard to teach somebody how to blow their nose. I'm sure you've probably, yeah, when gone my, through this. When the girls were young, I tried and tried, and yeah. and then at one point, just a switch flipped. And Is that what happens? Yeah, they oh. just get it. God, I hope that happens. Yeah, the boys will get it. But we're in this moment now where they are just like they don't want the tissue near them. I'm trying to constantly just like attack them from behind, just real quick, like wipe. Let me wipe that upper lip. But at the same time, it's like we want to try to teach them, but neither of us have any, we have no idea how to teach another human being to blow their nose. So I was struggling so hard one day. I'm trying to hold a child, trying to hold both of their arms down, and I'm trying to get this tissue in their face. And it, I'm like, I got to try something. I got to try to reason with them. I know that that's... Logic, uh, logic doesn't work here. Yeah, no. For the record. Yeah. Sneak I, attack is the best way to get that done. I know that now. <laughs> but I was like, okay, what do my kids know that I can use in this situation? And I, I, I had this quick flash in my mind of like, uh, we have this book about a bunny rabbit. And we were doing the little bunny thing, you know, with your nose where you wrinkle up your nose and you kind of breathe in and out and you do this little bunny face. I can see you doing it now. Yeah. Dads can't see see it. Nobody can see me. It doesn't come through. It's adorable. Keep doing it though. It's adorable. And, and they, we've taught them that we're like, Oh, it's a bunny. And then we go to do the face and they do the little face and it's so cute to see the little nose crinkles up, but they tend to breathe in and out when they do it through their nose. So I found myself wrangling a kid. I had one, I had my left arm around the chest, both arms down. And I'm trying to just, it looks like I'm just, it looks like I'm trying to put like one of those, 
you know, things over somebody's face with the chlorophyll where I'm trying to make, you know, like, like make them pass out so that I can put them in the trunk of my car. rag, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the position I'm in. But I'm also trying to calmly walk them through like what you need to do. And all of a sudden I find myself like just loudly yelling, blow like a bunny, blow like a bunny. (laughs) That's a great one. And it's definitely not getting through to them, but I'm definitely like, do you hear yourself right now, man? You're yelling blow like a bunny to a two-year-old. It didn't work, by the way. Of course not. It didn't help at all. And there were boogers everywhere by the end of this altercation. That How we do in. bunnies blow? I don't know. It made so much sense to me at the time. Thing. You know, I was like, oh, they understand the wrinkly thing and they breathe in and out. I'll just say blow like a bunny and magic will happen. It didn't. And that's the thought, the process that's all happening in like a fraction of a second. Like before a, it, comes it out. was like a flash in a pan. Just comes out. Yeah. Blow like a bunny. Idiot. That finds us at the end of another episode of Modern Dadhood. Blow like a bunny! Dads, you can find Modern Dadhood at our website, moderndadhood.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. The list goes on. You can also, as a reminder, find Greg in the Morning Buzz on the iHeartRadio app, which airs live from 5.30 in the morning to 10, Monday through Friday. A demanding schedule. They are dedicated, all of them. Yeah, I love them. That's rough. They're awesome. And oh man, everybody out there, you guys have been so generous with your reviews, your ratings. We love it so much. Um, and but you know, please keep them coming. They're huge for us. Um, even something as simple as a one-line review on Apple Podcasts would be um, would be really really helpful to us. So we thank you for those of you that have done it, and please keep it coming. And, and tell your friends. Reach out to us anytime at heyhey at moderndadhood.com. And uh, a huge thank you to Casper Baby Pants for the music for our podcast and to Spencer Albee for also his awesome contributions to the music uh, here in our show. And to our intern, Nick Rose. Intern Nick Rose. Until next time. Until we meet again. Until we too become one. It's getting awkward. It's gone on too long. Bye-bye. Turn it off. Podcast. Does it matter?